there. Welcome to Faith in Maine. I'm Heidi Schott, your host, sharing stories of life and faith and ministry in the Episcopal Church in Maine. Episode 4, Reaching Beyond the Gates. One Sunday in Eastertide, I visit Christ Church Gardener, where Anglicans have worshipped since 1771. The new church, built in 1820, sits across from the town common, but inside its stone walls and, increasingly, beyond the gates of its churchyard, it is much more than a New England landmark. Here's Steve Muncy, the priest in charge. If you are here for the first time, this church does not belong to any of us here. This is the house of God. And so this is a spiritual home for all of these doors, and you will always be welcome here. But don't take Steve's word for it. I'm Lucas Levitt. I've been coming to this church for maybe a few months. Um, I, I actually, I really like the community. Um, everyone here is very accepting and very nice. Um, and it's just a very, fa- like mostly a family. It feels like family more than, um, more than the other church I went to in my hometown. It takes a lot of nerve to walk into a new church. How did you feel the first day? It was intimidating um, because I didn't know what to expect. Um, a lot of the hardest parts was knowing when to stand and sit, um, but it was very inviting. I found that uh, the anxiety was gone pretty pretty quickly because people uh, introduced themselves. Everyone knows everyone here, and it's a great community. I caught up with Beverly Capley and her husband Leonard at coffee hour. Part of this church community for about five weeks. Oh my goodness, yeah, five weeks? Fairly new. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've been an Episcopalian all my life, and we moved, recently moved back to Maine, so this is so great because the atmosphere is wonderful, the priests are wonderful, they're very welcoming, and talked to me right away, came right up to me and talked to me right away, which I really like, because sometimes Episcopalians will stand back a little bit, you know, and not greet people, so I was very, very pleased about that. And I'm very interested in doing ministry. I sit down with Steve and Carrie Manser assistant priest whose ministry is, in part, funded by a clergy internship program of the Diocese of Maine. Well, it's exciting for me to be working with Carrie because I've been a priest for 35 years and Carrie has been a priest for three months. months? No, longer than that. Um, And um, it's just wonderful to be in shared ministry, team ministry, not just with Carrie, but with um, the folks at Christ Church. I mean, they They've been in ministry since 1771. Uh, most of those people are not still here. We, I think we work really hard, or we've been working really hard, to because we're visible, we're on the common of, of being out there in the community and, and trying to to, um, to do ministries out there and have people see us as a place that's, that's working within the community and opening our doors to people that are out there. Um, we have a great space across from the playground in the neighborhoods where a lot of trick-or-treaters come. Um, so we sort of thought about, so what do what does this community need on Halloween night? What do families need? And we decided we would feed people dinner and uh, provide activities that night. It was a great event. We served over 400 um, meals that night, and the kids had a fantastic time. And one of our uh, members here is one of the bus drivers and said kids were talking about the event for, you know, days after. Was that a surprise, though? 400 people. That's a lot of people. It was a lot of people. It was a lot of people. You know, I don't think that Jacob Bailey and the First Episcopalians uh, in Gardner 
uh, envisioned uh, a congregation where there would be bouncy houses and uh, 400 neighbor kids running around, uh, movies on the side of this gothic building. Uh, but it, it's sort of a symbol of openness and, tr and trying uh, to be as uh, connected to uh, the whole community as we can be. The whole community. Here Steve talks about those who gathered for the funeral of a beloved parishioner, a transgender woman. So you had old-time Episcopalians and people who had not been in church right. for a long time here together praying and celebrating this wonderful woman's life. And I just thought this is what church is meant to be, really. Uh, Maine is uh, kind of phenomenally unchurched. There are church buildings everywhere from the past, but uh, vital church communities are doing ministry, but needing to do it in different ways. So I met Steve, and we hit it off, and we're both from Kentucky, so that seemed like um, a good fit. And and I knew that I had a lot I could learn from Steve. He has a lot of experience. And so I started pursuing this idea with the diocese about if I'm going to do an internship, could it be at Gardner, working with Steve in the community that I already know, um, not necessarily the church community, but the greater community of Gardner that we've been a part of for a long time. Carrie mentioned we're both from Kentucky, so we have imposed on the congregation this this uh, Kentucky Derby party. We did it last year. We're doing it again. It's, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's the first Saturday in May, which is the High Holy Day for Kentuckians. <laughs> and it's an outreach event. It raises money for this school in Haiti that we have supported for many, many years. But here's an example of Christ Church. Christ Church has been in, engaged with Haiti since 18... 20, when Bishop Burgess, the first bishop of Maine, was rector here. Uh, the Diocese of Maine was formed in this building. And Bishop Burgess was doing mission work in Haiti, and he actually died off the coast of Haiti and was buried at sea. His monument is here in the churchyard. And, and it's just kind of amazing to be having a derby party to continue to support uh, Saint-Jacques uh, Parish School in Rosette, Haiti, and, and still be doing this ministry in new ways. The, the diocese sort of believing in new and creative ways of doing um, of clergy leadership within the churches has even allowed Christ Church to think differently about and more creatively about how we do worship here or how we do ministry here. And I've, I'm, I like to try new things, um, and sometimes new things work and sometimes they don't, but I've been impressed at how the people here are always willing to try something new, and you know we can throw out any kind of idea, and people will get behind it and support it, and if it's, you know, if it's doing ministry out there, they're behind it and they're going to show up. My name is Billy Ellis. I've been in Christchurch for 54 years, so I just gave you my age. Um, born, raised, everything here. My family's six generations at Christchurch, and my great-grandfather was actually a junior warden also. So I kind of look at it as uh, his concerns were... Um, the horses and where they stabled them during church services, and my concerns are parking lots. Times change, but the transportation issues remain the same. Exactly. Currently we're nose deep in uh, the wall that heals coming to Gardner. Estimated 10 to 15,000 people will be outreaching to. The Wall That Heals is a replica of the Vietnam Veterans Memorial that Christ Church is bringing, along with other programs, 
to the Gardner Common, July 19th to 22nd. And those two projects actually heighten the awareness of PTSD on returning vets currently. Um, currently the suicide rates between 20 and 22 people a day. So we're really hoping that we can extend out to them and help them feel and heal. The wall that heals is putting us beyond where we even thought we'd ever be. Um, more reactions to the community are a church, a church is going to help with something like that. They forget that people need to be healed and that's exactly what churches are for. Christ Church in Gardner, Maine. With deep faith, strong roots, and its sights on the wider world, let's see what the next 225 years might hold. Thanks for listening. <laughs>